the sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming For the global business community, the top concern for the next two years is not conflict or climate. It is disinformation and misinformation. We are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. As we start 2024, the biggest electoral year in history, democracies across the world will head to the polls, and half of the global population will be affected. For a long time I was on Twitter, um, and now it's become such a toxic place that I've concluded it's not a worthwhile place to spend time. And as you said, it is exhausting. So you do have to pick and choose. And you have to think about where are the places where you can get your message across. There will always be attempts to push us off track. For example, with disinformation and misinformation. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Well, welcome to Understanding Our Times, a program where we look at current events that are happening in the country and around the world. And folks, this is part two of a segment that we started last week with Pastor Mark Henry, Revive Church, Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, and 412 San Jacinto, California. Pastor Mark, welcome back. Good to be with you again. And joining me is Pastor Josh Schwartz, as always. So that clip we just looked at, at continuing, or continuing from last week, we're talking about the disinformation and misinformation that's out there right now. And we talked about what the global elitists, and, and I'll include social media and the, and the network media are, are involved in this. What they're trying to do is give us information, which appears that most of it, or a lot of it anyway, is disinformation. And then when the church or conservatives come back with truth, then they label that as misinformation. It, it seems like a, that's what mostly we're seeing, not all of it, obviously. But our message, I think, has to be during these last days, during the times that we're living in right now, we have to have discernment like never before. Would you agree? Absolutely. You know, you think about uh, what we saw last week, you know, and, and how they, they, Davos had them, had a, had a witch come in and breathe on everyone and, and, you know, and invoke this, this uh, demonic sort of blessing over all the leaders asking. But that's demonic. And you got to remember, Satan in the Bible is called the father of lies. He's called a murderer and a thief. And if he's the father of lies, we should expect misinformation, disinformation. And you think about Davos, for example, you know, one of the eight things is that Western values would collapse. Well, what does that mean? Western values. It means that the, the Ten Commandments, that they're going to push them to collapse. So you talk about sexuality, you talk about parenting. Um, they say, you know, children shouldn't. It's oppressive for parents to, to have authority over their children. That's not oppressive. That's the way God designed it. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, it even says you're going to live long in the land and be blessed if you do it. Exactly. Um, or, or sexuality. And now, of course, you know, if you say that there's only two genders, Oh, that's misinformation. That's disinformation. No, no, that's the truth. And then they attack it. And, 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 and you're absolutely right, Ken. You know, Matthew 24, Jesus said the last days, the deception is going to be so great. He warns. He says, do not be deceived. You know, I read that for years and it was like, oh, that would, you know, how could that happen? But think about it. 
they control all the different mechanisms of communication. And, and I, think, I think what just happened on October 7th is a good example. I mean, you know, from the, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And then you ask them, well, what is, where's the sea and where's the, where's the river? They don't know. They just know the chant. Yep. They have no idea. And, and, and that's just, I think, a great illustration of they, the ignorance. They have no idea of what's going on over there. The history behind it. I mean, that, that's the problem. We don't teach children uh, history anymore. They have no clue what happened prior to October 7th, and, and that's what we're seeing. So, you know, one of the things somebody just said, they said, you know, you're, you're chanting for a ceasefire. In fact, actually, I was driving down the freeway, and uh, it was just in Southern California, 412 Church, and I'm driving down the freeway heading to the Palm Springs Airport. There's a big bell, billboard there, you know, stop, you know, stop that war and you know, demand a ceasefire. Contact all of your government officials. Hold it. There was a ceasefire on October 6th, mm-hmm. and Hamas is the one that attacked the state of Israel. Right? Exactly. I mean, but if you don't know history, you don't know what's going on, that is a great example of the deception. And then that happens in morality and governance and all sorts of things. And folks, if you're not paying attention, go to the World Economic Forum website and look at the things they've been talking about. And one of the things that they were talking about was what to do in Israel right now. That little piece of land is like the center of the universe. The whole world is focused on it. Remember Russia, Ukraine, that, that, that's off to the wayside right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's focused on Israel mm-hmm. and they were clamoring about how we have to have a ceasefire right now because the Palestinians are being overtaken. And it, it, that's the main theme of what they were talking about in the world and what the uh, wars and the conflicts that are going on. So Folks, if you haven't had a chance, go and check out the World Economic Forum. As I said last week, I'm shocked that many people have not heard of the World Economic Forum and what their plan is. So, Pastor Mark, we're hearing things that, you know, these guys are going to create a crisis. If, if there isn't a natural disaster, if something doesn't come up, they need to create a crisis. Therefore, they can management, manage it and then uh, manage the outcome of that crisis. Are you hearing things like that, like we're hearing there's going to be this um, black swan event or a series of events like dominoes that are going to come across the world. Yeah, and, and you know, there's two, two ways to look at black swan events. Black swan event is something that, that happens that you couldn't anticipate, that people are just kind of like guessing, you know, this is like really bad, this could happen, this could happen, but no one really knows until like it happens. And you got to remember it comes in two ways. One is God's judgment. So a black swan event would be in the Bible, Genesis chapter six, where you know they're 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 merry, they're drinking, they're they're partying it up, and God sends the flood, right? right. So that would be a black swan event. Um, uh, the ten plagues in, in Egypt. So one would be a divine sense. The other would be one that is created by humans with an objective, demonically influenced, like we have seen in the last couple of years here in America, right? I mean, it, let's just be like totally honest here, and and so. Um, with you know the World Health Organization being able to define anything it wants as a danger for for the global populace, so we got to control this, or or the UN, you know, we got to control this. Um, you know what? There's also threats out there that could create a series of things. I mean, you think about October seventh in Israel, that could happen right here in the United States. I mean, you know, millions of people coming across the southern border. We know if I was a bad guy and I was in North Korea, I was a bad guy in Iran, I would be coming 
to the United States through that southern border, yeah. positioning ourselves for those sorts of events. And then you, if you have that, then you have unrest, and then all of a sudden, you know, the UN's got to be involved. This, listen, friends, our only hope can be in Jesus when you understand. In fact, I had a military guy just recently say, look, if you knew what I knew, you wouldn't be able to sleep at night. And the only reason I can sleep at night is because I know Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that we talk about that at our conferences, too. All the things that we talk about, if you didn't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you would be panicking, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the world panic right now. The wars, just the wars that are on the the horizon right now, we're seeing the nations coming together uh, against Israel. They're all, they're all telling them they have to stop this. There has to be a, a ceasefire, and that's what they're talking about at Davos also. So with this impending election coming up, uh, obviously we're not prophets. We're not going to say what's going to happen. But if we stay on this trajectory, it certainly appears that some things are going to happen that are going to sway that election. We know that the AI techs are telling us that AI is actually going to have a huge influence on the upcoming election and could sway it one way or the other. We saw last week that uh, the, where they were talking, uh, some of the guys came out and actually talked against the World Economic Forum and their policies. Well, more of them are talking about what they should be doing, and they're specifically talking about the Republican, apparent Republican nominee that's going to be in there, and that they can't let him come to power. They have to do everything they can to make sure that he doesn't get into power. So you have these two forces uh, working against each other. And it brings me to the last uh, election, what we saw, the chaos that happened, especially after we saw right before people coming out and telling us what the results of the election were going to be. And we're seeing social media now and the television media come out in full force and, and they're going to come against the Judeo-Christian values that most of us uh, aspire to or all of us aspire to that are followers of Christ. So let's take a look at some of the things that they're saying and what we can expect to see in this uh, coming election year. At least Matt Gates and Jim Jordan have the decency to look evil. <laughs> this guy is like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Son of man, do you think that I am going to allow my prophets who prophesied Trump's second term and prophesied with all this goodness coming to this nation to be mocked? Uh, Sid, that God wants uh, President Trump in. That's not the question. Now, I gotta say, this is one of the most uh, powerful of the three dreams. He it was very short and he said, I wanna ask you to be my running mate. That was the phrase, running mate. I believe that President Trump won, W-O-N, and will win, even though it was taken away from him. And I love what President Trump always says. He says, you're gonna get sick and tired of winning if there is such a thing. And that's going to be the same way for the army of God. It's going to be victory after victory after victory. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of victory. And, and the Lord gave it to me like this. Behold, the ballots of the laborers who have voted in this election have been kept back by fraud cry out. In the West today, we have evil rulers who promote and celebrate wickedness and sin. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. I'm so tired of having nonstop conversations about what the Bible says. Will a gay person be accepted into heaven as you see it? Well, I believe they will. Wherever I go, God rules. When I walk on White House 
House grounds, God walks on White House grounds. I had every right and authority to declare the White House as holy ground because I was standing there and where I stand is holy. So gentlemen, we have to address this issue. You both are pastors. Are there modern day prophets? Because we were inundated last election with people that are, were telling us what was going to happen, who was going to win the election, why they were going to uh, win the election. It was God's will. It was God's grace that was going to project so-and-so to win the election. Are there modern day prophets out there that know what's going to happen? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There are, there's the modern day prophecy of God, which is his word. That's what we stand upon. But a modern day prophet, what has already been written in God's word is closed. It's done. It's over. There's no new prophecy revealed. We rely on God's word and his word alone. Yeah. And millions of people follow these, Mark. Um, what would you say to them? I mean, you, you know, when all this was happening, Jan, Jan Markell and I did a radio program and I'm sure you can still find it online there. But, but the bottom line is there's a principle. Um, uh, Deuteronomy 18, it says, if someone prophesies in the name of God, in other words, they say, they're not just saying like, you know, I think so-and-so is going to win. I'm not a prophet or a son of the prophet, but this is what I think is going to happen. That's different. If you say, God told me, or I had this dream and God said to me, and then it doesn't happen, you know, that person's a false prophet. It was true in the past and is true in the present. Mm -hmm. So again, as we approach this election, I just want to say to all my friends, uh, you can trust the Bible. The Bible is true. But when people start speaking or adding to the Bible, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Biden by name isn't mentioned in the Bible. Trump isn't mentioned in the, in, uh, you know, directly in the Bible. Um, I could go on and on. But my point is simply this. Don't add to the Bible. Don't take away from the Bible. Revelation chapter 22 warns people who, about adding to the Bible, adding to these words, taking away from these words. Stick with what it says. Otherwise, you're going to be discouraged, and quite honestly, you make God look foolish. Do not make our God look foolish. Well, does God uh, give a nation the leaders it deserves? And, and here's what I've been telling people. The, the blessings and curses of a nation are due to its spiritual health. Are, aren't we in a spiritual battle right now? I mean, is, is that true? Yeah, we're in a spiritual battle. Jeremiah chapter 3, um, God sends the prophet Jeremiah to the nation of Israel and says, look, if you'll humble yourself at this time, seek the living God, I'll give you leaders after my own heart, shepherds after your own heart. But if you don't do that, you're going to get a bunch of false prophets. You're going to get a bunch of horrible leaders. And, and that's been true. That's a principle all through history. Daniel chapter 2, I think, is really important to, to what you're asking there. Uh, you remember Daniel is a teenager. He's carried off in exile away from the nation of Israel, from the land of promise as a captive in the Babylonian captivity. Why did that take place? Because Israel sinned. God gave them leaders after their own hearts that were filled with wickedness. And then he says he will raise up other nations to judge. God judges nations, right? You and I have a soul. Either we're going to heaven or we're going to hell. There's the eternal consequences. Nations are judged in this life and in this, in this realm. So God raises up a nation to judge a nation. And so he raises up the Babylonian. He, he tells Jeremiah, the prophet, in, Jer in Jeremiah 26, Nebuchadnezzar is my servant. He's going to come. He's going to carry the people off. Well, Daniel is carried off. And you remember God works through Daniel, uh, puts him in a place of position to speak to the king, Nebuchadnezzar and uh, Belshazzar and the, the Cyrus and the others that follow. But in chapter two of Daniel, listen to these words. It says, let the name of God be blessed forever and ever for wisdom and power belong to him. See, the global elites think the wisdom and power belongs to them. It doesn't. It belongs to God. 
They need to submit to God's power and authority. Anyways, verse 21 goes on and says, he, It is he, God, who changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and he establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and the hidden things. Um, he knows what is in the darkness as well as what is in the light. To thee, O God of our fathers, I give thanks and praise. And so just, just the reality that, that God is working in the background, I mean, whether you're talking the Chinese leadership or American leadership, in the providence of God, he's working out something bigger. We can trust him as confusing and as chaotic, as an insane as it is. We should be the same people, loving God, following God through it all. Absolutely. And I caution people, before you put your faith and trust in a political party or a person, understand that's exactly what they're going to do during the tribulation. They're going to be looking for that person, and they're going to say, oh, there he is. Finally, someone's going to come in and clean up this mess. We have to be very careful of that, don't we? Jesus is the one that's going to clean up the mess, right? Exactly. Amen. In the millennial kingdom, that's what's happening. That's why we're looking forward to the millennial kingdom. Exactly. Josh? Yeah, and I think you also have to keep in mind that, uh, that the exact same thing that happened in Daniel, Paul talks about in Athens in uh, Acts chapter 17. He tells the Athenians, these uh, pagan worshipers, that there is a God, a, a God who they call the unknown God, that Paul takes advantage of their unknown God there at Mars Hill. But he says this in Acts seventeen twenty six. He made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. And he continues on to show them the good news, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far away from each of us. God is the God who created all of us. He's the one who ordains sovereignly all these nations, all these kingdoms for his glory and his purposes and his timing. And the whole ultimate purpose is to reveal himself to a broken, fallen people and their need for a savior. Yeah, it's God who raises up the kings. It's God who, who sets boundaries for nations for a period of time. And America had better realize that uh, you know, you keep shaking your fist at God, there's going to be consequences. We're seeing the division. In yeah, everywhere. I mean, how seriously are we taking God's word? I mean, right now at this point, are we, are we living Romans 1 right now? Where, where that abandonment wrath that the, the Bible talks about, are we there right now? Yeah, both Jan, Jan and I have talked about this a lot. We, both Jan and I feel like we are in that third level because of the immorality. I mean, you think about homosexuality, uh, you know, just 20 years ago was seen as evil, kind of across the, the board. But now... It is not only affirmed, but if you don't agree with that, you're the one with the disinformation. The, you know, you're the one that's the problem, and so mm -hmm. we're the ones that attack. And it goes right back to that whole thing that, that the Davos crowd has said. We're going we're gonna to attack Western values, and we're going to use our power to flip them. God says, here's the Ten Commandments. Oh, the Ten Commandments just the exact opposite. So and we're seeing these things unfold. Jesus says, don't be deceived. Friends, don't listen to the Davos crowd, listen to Jesus. Well, and they have all their initiatives set up. I know we've got a, there's a list of initiatives that they've set up at Davos. Um, the global religions came together last year. They went up to Mount Sinai and gave up the 12 uh, climate change commandments right there on Mount Sinai. Uh, they call it a third covenant. It doesn't take the place, they said, but it's a, it's a third covenant. How, I mean, where are we at with, with, the global religious leaders, as we call them. 
Yeah, the, you know, the ecumenical movement um, around the world is every, all the religions are the same and everyone just needs to come together because all of us kind of believe in a God, right? And one yeah. God's as good as the other and, and we just use different names. Listen, the God of Islam is not the God of the Bible. The Jesus of Islam is not the God of the Bible. And so these religions are not the same. That's demonic mm-hmm. and Satan is all about um, again, Revelation 17 and 18 is he's about this ecumenicalism. And, and the bottom line is we're going to have to stand up, be courageous, and say, no, that's not the Jesus I worship. This is the Jesus of the Bible. Amen. Well, folks, a couple of announcements. If you are looking for somewhere to go this winter, uh, next month, February 10th, uh, I'll be in Hawaii. I'll be at Calvary Chapel, Pearl Harbor. And Pastor Billy Crone. Uh, Pastor Tom Hughes, Brandon Holthouse, and Mano Gonzalez and I will be at a conference there, and I, I'm really looking forward to this. We're going to Australia and New Zealand first. You can go to Tom Hughes' website and check that out, but I'm really looking forward to this. My dad, and I've never been to Pearl Harbor before, my dad sailed out of Pearl Harbor a day and a half before it was bombed. And so for me, it, it's kind of a place where he, he talked a lot about it when, when I was younger, and I always found that fascinating. So look at what happened in just a generation, from his generation to right now. Uh, it, it's amazing. So if you can join us, February 10th, uh, Calvary Chapel, Pearl Harbor, and then Josh and I will be going to New Ryland Mennonite Church, Leamington, Ontario, Canada, uh, February 22nd through the 25th. And then, Pastor Mark, you have an event coming up on February 22nd at your church. Will you tell us about that? Yeah, we've got another Understand the Times event. Uh, Jan and I are looking really forward to that. Uh, we got Mondo Gonzalez coming. He's going to be speaking. Um, you can stream that live uh, off the Mark Henry Ministry app, or you can go to the webpage. I want to encourage you, if you're in other parts of the country, you're not here in the Midwest, you're not able to join us live, join us online, have a watch party. We're really excited because this is, the, this is going to be our first uh, live streaming onto his channel. And we're praying 180,000 people will join us on the live stream off of just his channel alone. Be praying with, uh, with us, pray for us. Uh, Jan and I just try to exalt Jesus and all of those, bring our friends in, talk about some of these things and encourage people to look to the Lord Jesus in these last days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, folks, those are great events. If you have a church group or a small group, that wants to get together. It's a great time to gather together, get some food, live stream it, and then talk about it afterwards. I know a lot of people are doing that, and they just, they're just they so blessed by what uh, you and Jan are doing. And then on, on uh, I'm sorry, February 29th through March 3rd, Mark, you and I will be in Orlando at the Prophecy Watchers Prophecy Summit. Uh, if you go to prophecywatcherssummit.com, you can get the information there. Uh, I know hotels are filling up fast. Uh, there's going to be a number of speakers down there, fantastic speakers. A lot of them you and I uh, are affiliated with. So if you can make it down to Orlando, February 29th through March 3rd. And then March 14th, Pastor Josh and I are going to Lakewood Community Church in Lakewood, Washington. March 14th, 5 to 8.30 p.m. If you can make it or if you're in that area, come on out and see us. We are going to have a wonderful time. Uh, if you haven't gone to our website, olivetreeviews.org, please go there, olivetreeviews.org. Download our app. There's a lot going on. We have an amazing store. You can get some uh, products and items to 
help you with your walk with Christ. And Josh, you're working on a couple of things right now. Why don't you tell us about them? Yeah, uh, and, and both of them are on the website, oliftreeviews.org. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is the prayer wall. We have a com an online community that is exalting Jesus and lifting one another up through prayer. Uh, it is very easy to upload your prayer to there. It posts uh, within 24 hours, and we can be praying for one another. Also, we are having our third pastor's huddle. It's going to be the first week of June, uh, June 4, 5, 6, here in the Twin Cities. Dr. Mike Powell is going to come. He's going to help pastors to be able to work their hermeneutic into homiletics. So how to read the text and then bring forth a message from that. It's going to be a great time of training and a great time of uh, networking and fellowshipping with other pastors. So if you are a pastor listening to this, uh, please look at our website and look to the pastor's huddle. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to email me uh, at josh at olive tree views. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Well, Pastor Mark, I want to thank you for joining us today. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, you know, just uh, Google me there, uh, markhenryministries.com, uh, and uh, we're just thankful to be able to partner with you and Jan and and uh, you guys and just keep advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ in these last days. It's been, it's been an absolute blessing, I have to tell you. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, keep looking up for your redemption draws near. <laughs>